0: so this is today today is yesterday and tomorrow is also today you traveled through time to the present yes yeah I don't think you get how time travel works it's like we're stuck you know like a like a needle on a scratch record I wake up every day right here right in Punxsutawney and it's always February second.
1: It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. It's
0: a Is thing it? where the same day keeps happening. Time, 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 time. time, time, time. Slow down! What are you in a damn time loop or something? Ah! Well, it's Groundhog Day again. And that must mean that I'm Professor Robert E.G. Black, and I'm here with Eric Deutsch from Escape from New York Minute, here to discuss Groundhog Day again.
1: Yeah, and incredibly enough, I am just discussing Groundhog Day again, although not with you. I was on another Groundhog Day Minute podcast, so I'm kind of living a bit of a Groundhog Day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's fine. We don't want it to get too repetitive.
1: Well, it is is—it's different minutes, different minutes,
0: which is a lie for me. Of course, I want it to be (laughs) repetitive. I've been watching a different time loop every day this week. I'm trying to go back through a bunch of them for a different project. I have a problem (laughs) and it just gets bigger and bigger. So Groundhog Day, I assume you saw this years ago.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw this in the theaters when they came out. Okay,
0: same. Was living with it long before I did the blog, and then many more times. Yeah, this is the one people recognize, even if they haven't seen it. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago with Father David. Is even if you haven't seen Groundhog Day nowadays, you know what a Groundhog Day scenario is. You know when they reference a time loop or Groundhog Day, then you know what they mean.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's entered the public consciousness years ago.
0: Uh huh. And we have just started the loop. We are on the first repeat day. In the morning, and he has just gotten to Gobbler's Knob, and he's asking Rita as we start, actually in the script, there's a little more to it, because he's like, you do me a favor? I've never asked you for anything. I never will again, but this morning I need a favor. I need someone to give me a good hard slap in the face. And like a good producer, Rita does it immediately and with effort. Like <laughs>
1: She hits him. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know it's good physical acting when a good hard slap in the face is so telegraphed by the character actually asking for it. And it still draws a big laugh. Yeah. Both Andy McDowell and Bill Murray, both just are, are perfectly act. The slap there's their facial expressions <laughs> and, and the way she takes a second to savor it before she does it. Yep. She's like, Oh, okay. I am going to enjoy this. Let me now enjoy
0: this. And then it smarts, you know, he's f- touching his face as they're getting ready to go. She asks, how's that? And he says, good.
1: She doesn't hit him in the cheek, by the way. She gets him in the eye, too. Yeah, I mean, she
0: gets a little high. In the script, he says, thank you. That was almost too hard, Rita. <laughs> I am identifying extras and supporting players. Passing behind him in this scene, we get Buster and Goober. Buster, of course, is the actual name of the character. Goober is one I made up. <laughs> two of the inner circle walking up to the stage everything's about to get going and behind them on the stage we can see miss groundhog and the groundhog king which we have already talked about them and then we get back to the previous angle of rita and larry because we need larry for this because things are about to start larry says if you need any help with the other cheek let me know i'm right here
1: and he's not amused uh, by that either no (laughs) (laughs) at all he's like yeah okay
0: phil's used to this of course people don't like him he charms them, and then they get annoyed, <laughs> and then he charms them, and then they get annoyed. That's his life and Then we go back to Phil, and he takes Rita aside. Something's going on, and I don't know what to do. Are you drunk or something? Drunk's more fun. Can I be serious with you for a minute? I don't know. Can you? and Larry is doing his job as they're having this conversation. He is pointing the camera toward the stump, getting ready to go. He's a professional
1: well, part of also what. Phil says, he says, you know, I'm, I'm having a problem. I may be having a problem. Yeah. And obviously, he's incredibly freaked out at this point. since like you said, this is his first repetition. So he doesn't know what the hell's going on. It's a very generic and calm way to phrase it. I mean, yeah, if I were to wake up one day, and as I started going about the first half hour to hour of my day, everything seemed to be going literally exactly the same as what happened the day before. I don't know that. At this point, maybe he's been awake for, you know, what, hour, hour and a half or something like that. I don't think if they're that short of an amount of time that I'd already be this calm and reserved about it. Now, I know he doesn't necessarily want to just go up to Rita and say, you know, are you repeating today too? She'll think he's insane. Maybe he thinks he's having a lucid dream. You know, who knows what he's thinking, but it just, it seems he's just way too calm for this being the first loop.
0: Yeah. It's something that Bill Murray brings to the character, I think, is that even when everything is the worst, he always looks kind of the same Mm. because he has a face that constantly looks a little haggard and kind of upset. And so when he's sad, when he's happy, it's going to look mostly the same. And then he's going for deadpan. And I love the phrasing countered with that because he says, I'm having a problem in the script. He says no before he says the next line in the movie. I may be having a problem. He adds the may, which makes it less important the second time. Mm. And it's like, right, do you want her help or not? <laughs> like, what <are> you doing? <laughs> and you see, he's too calm. She's not yeah. going to listen.
1: You know what? It's, it, I'm just thinking of this now. There, there's a very similar line in Scrooge when he wakes up from the first ghost that he meets. Mm. And he first he leaves that voicemail for Claire and, You and know, he's freaking out. So she contacts him. He immediately draws it back. Oh, uh, uh, we, we're not sure. Maybe I ate some bad shrimp, or something like that. I, you know, I don't know, it's, it's it's kind of the same thing here. His first reaction is, "I've got to get help." I'm freaking out, and then as soon as he does, like rethinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't be asking for help. I
0: don't know. Well, yeah, it's like he's overthinking even the idea that this might be something crazy. Hmm. Like it may be crazy, but also I'm here and I have to do my. I mean, he's still. It's one of the conceits from the original script is that he still went back and did his report pretty much every day because it's funny that he just keeps doing his job anyway, even though he has no reason to.
1: And even though he hates his job, right? <laughs> that's the thing too. It's not even that he's doing it. You'd think it's eventually he would say, I hate my job. Why am I doing this every day? It doesn't matter. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and he started. Yeah. Anyway, I can skip today.
0: <laughs> Once he's in it and he knows it's going to repeat, maybe he doesn't want to deal with Rita showing up and trying to talk to him after he skipped out. Mm. But at the beginning, it's like, I'm just leaving. <laughs> it's the part that people always say is missing from the movie, him trying to get out of town. But if he's going to fail at it, we don't need to see it. Right. He failed once, and that's kind of enough. He knows he can't get out of town. He says, I may be having a problem. And then Larry starts to get her attention. Rita, Rita, she says, it's groundhog time, which she did say yesterday. And he notices, says, yeah, you were going to say that. I really feel weird, <laughs> which is also not the best way to describe what's going on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, I, you know if I'm put on like a new prescription medication for something, I might take it, like, Ooh, I feel kind of weird. It's like, that, like that's, that's the kind of thing that would get me to say that, you know, not this day is repeating itself. <laughs>
0: yeah. He should be a little more specific. Like either I'm tripping on some drugs. Someone gave me at the bed and breakfast <laughs> or the entire universe just reset. Neither of those are a good option. So we don't need to do this report, <laughs> but Rita talks him down. Says, let's just do this. Phil, then we'll talk. So he does his job. And he does his all right on me in three, two, one, which once again, he does his countdown so that he ends with the middle finger. because <laughs> That's who he is. And then we're looking through Larry's cameras, his report starts, and it's basically the same as yesterday's. It's Groundhog day again. And that must mean we're up here at Gobbler's Knob waiting for the forecast from the world's most famous groundhog weatherman, who's just about to tell us how much more winter we can expect. And he's got a little more attitude this time, but that's the cutoff of the
1: minute. Now, I was expecting a more emotional reaction from you to his line here because (laughs) people always make a big deal about when in the movie a character says the title of the movie. Like, for example, in Annihilation, someone actually used the word Annihilation. I don't know what it wants
0: or if it wants, but it will grow until it encompasses everything Our bodies and our minds will be fragmented into their smallest parts until not one part remains. Annihilation.
1: And I, I made the joke that's my son who was watching with. Me. I said, hey, they, they did it. They said the name of the movie. <laughs> he just did your intro yeah. that you do for every single uh, episode there. They, yep. they, this is the actual minute that comes from.
0: Yep. Hounds Groundhog Day. Again. Well, that must mean that I'm Professor Robert E.G. Black.
1: <laughs>
0: I copy and pasted these intros so long ago. It's looking at the, my notes I didn't even notice. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, I know the movie too well. I forget what even things are, what words are. There you go. That's how time loops are. Anything else on Groundhog Day?
1: I did quickly look at the beginning of the first draft that you provided. Mm. And yeah. so in the first draft, the movie starts with him already in the loop and aware of what's going on. That is that, I mean, yep. okay, this is so much better the way that the movie ended up happening, because if you go with the original idea of the first draft, you're depriving the audience of seeing the character experience the first repeat and missing out on taking that ride with him as he figures that beginning out.
0: Right. Right. Which I both agree and disagree. Not on Groundhog Day. I agree. For Groundhog Day, we absolutely need that because this is a comedy. We need to be eased into the crazy situation just like he is so that we don't get confused. You don't want confused people in a comedy. Right. I think the original script wouldn't have ended up being as much of a comedy if they'd kept its structure. Mm. But I also think nowadays... You don't need to waste too much time on this part of a time loop story because it's like every Spider-Man movie having to include (laughs) the origin of Spider-Man or Batman movie. Same problem. Actually, more of a problem with Batman movies, I think, is we always need that origin story in every movie because this filmmaker wants to put their spin on it. Right. We don't need every time loop story to start at the beginning. Some are more fun without. I've been talking on this show about the one I'm putting together and now have a different podcast about called The First Syllable. Mine is starting really far into the loop, but we'll get, unlike most time loop movies, we will get flashbacks to earlier things. So we might see the first day. It just won't be it at the beginning of the film. Oh, okay. But mine is not a comedy. Mm. It's an existential drama and potentially a tragedy about the end of the world. And so it's a little darker, but darker. Yeah. You don't need to ease us into it. You might want to get us off kilter, make us confused by the structure or give us too much information. But no, with Groundhog Day, yeah, you're right. We needed to see him going into it. We needed to see who he was beforehand so that we can see both how much and how little he has changed at the end. And that's all I have to say about that for now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, time loop of the week. Most of life is just junk, right? It's, It's filler. And then there's these moments when all the randomness turns into something perfect. It's like life's dropping all the bullshit for a second to show us how amazing it could be all the time if it wanted to. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe we're supposed to become like better people. Though no, I honestly don't even know how that could be possible. I think about it. We must miss so many of them. All those tiny perfect things are just poof, gone, lost forever. But not today. That is a disturbingly inspirational idea, Mark.
1: It's a perfect day. You couldn't have planned
0: a day like this. Well, you can. It just takes an awful lot of work. Time. Time. The last revision is what
1: counts, apparently. Time.
0: What if we found them all? All the perfect things in this one town, in this one day, we could collect them. You suggested... And it was interesting to watch, again, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, I forget what number it was, it's from their last season, it's an episode called
1: As I Have Always Been.
0: It was interesting watching this again, because in the first time I, I watched it when the show was on, and it was in context of these plot lines going on, this time it was less emotionally wrenching for me. I remember this episode being really sad the first time, and watching it now, I was just like... This is clever.
1: I had the same reaction. (laughs) I mean, the main reason because of Enoch dying, you know, he's a character who'd been on the show for a couple of seasons at that point. And so him dying was a major bummer because he was a very popular character. Right. But yeah, in in watching it, I hadn't watched this since it aired, you know, live a few years ago when when the last season was on. Exactly. So I, I certainly remember that Enoch died in it. And I definitely also remembered the sort of going for laughs of, the, you know, the, the constant cutting of the showing the end result of them trying to overpower Enoch and, and you know, just the, the piles of yeah, the whole. The piles of nothing. bodies. Yeah, I remember that as well. But yeah, it really went the laughs. Yeah. I mean, despite the tension of they're getting closer to this time vortex that will trap them in it forever. And, and, you know, the fact that a minor current character does die in this episode the episode is really played for laughs. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, it's almost like a comment on being stuck in a time loop. If you ever found yourself in a time loop is the only way to survive it. If you can't get out of it to just play it for laughs. Yeah, embrace it the absurdity. Seriously, you know, y- you're just going to go insane. I mean, in Groundhog Day, the humor is really sort of everything that's going on around Phil. Yeah. He doesn't deal with it in humor, but in humor at first, and then he goes insane and tries to kill himself until he comes up with his plan to create the perfect day. Whereas here, Daisy is making cracks. I mean, Coulson is practically comic relief in this episode. Yes. <laughs> except for like one little monologue that he has, you know, about being stuck in a robot body, but he's basically comic relief in this episode. And again, the cutting away of they're trying to stop Enoch, he's beating the hell out of him, and it's played for laughs.
0: Yep. It's funny because I forgot to send you a message about what my time loop of the week was going to be. Mine was going to be the Supernatural episode mystery spot, which is the same thing. It is played mostly for laughs until you get this really sad point in the episode where it gets depressing and bleak. Hmm. I think it's a useful strategy, especially in these are both fantasy science fiction drama shows that are an hour long, ongoing storylines. When they want to get to their really darkest point where they're killing off character, other characters are having major things happen with them. We need some comedy because you don't want us to be depressed for your episode. You want us to enjoy it. Mystery Spot is one of my favorite Supernatural episodes because it's funny. That show's not a comedy. They do often go for laughs here and there. But let's talk a little more about this one. This episode has a couple different things going on in their time loop. It's kind of unique. The time loop is the same length every time, but there is a countdown because they're inside a vortex or outside of time or whatever, and they're being closer and closer to the vortex after each loop. So they do have a limit as to how many times they can do this. And I like that. That is one aspect of the script I'm working on. My time loop that I'm writing, the time loop is a day, but each day it is a minute shorter.
1: Ah.
0: So it keeps starting a minute later. Hmm. And so I'm actively avoiding some of the tropes, like what you were saying is like easing us into the Groundhog Day version. I don't want to ease you in. I want it to be, you know, something's wrong immediately. And so the opening scene is currently in my head at an outdoor cafe where at the end of the conversation he has with someone, he gets up to leave and a truck crashes into the cafe and kills everyone or kills at least a few people. It's like the cold open on a show like this. I'm treating it more like a TV show (laughs) or a slasher film. Let's give you that cold open, make everyone freak out, and then ease them into the story. Probably my speech 101 background. You get a hook, and then you tell them what the speech is about.
1: Well, this episode actually it does that. Mm -hmm. You know, at first, relatively Daisy is the one stuck in the loop. And we we find out Coulson also is. So first of all, that's a little different. Usually in time loop movies and TV shows, it's one person. So that was a nice change that they had two different people stuck in it, which makes it much less lonely, (laughs) much easier than going through it alone. At least there's someone else you can commiserate with. But once we find out that Coulson is also in the loop, we think this is the first time we're going through the loop. No, no, no. Coulson says, we've discussed this 87 times already not counting however many times you don't wake me up. Right. So we're like 90, 100 times into the loop here when we're first finally coming into the story. And that's great.
0: Yeah. And they have that little measurement where he's like, how, how close are we? Like, And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> because he already has been through this. They've figured out they're getting closer to this vortex and she has to start paying attention to that number. The problem is if she dies... She now forgets she's in a time loop again. It's extra complications, which just makes it even funnier.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. And and that's where a lot of the humor comes from is Coulson's just total frustration and annoyance of I have to explain everything all over again (laughs) for the 94th time here. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And I'll tell you, it really helps. You know, a lot of these movies like Groundhog Day, for example it's the real world that just for some reason someone is stuck in a time loop and we don't know why right it really helps though if you are a superhero in a comic book universe uh-huh. to be trapped in this because daisy we don't have to waste time on daisy accepting what's going on here
0: right it's just another thing
1: yeah it's like oh okay you know i've already traveled to the future i've been to space i have superpowers i've fought other people's superpowers all right this week i'm dealing with a time loop okay whatever
0: Yeah, the loop happens in the middle of them jumping from one time to another. (laughs)
1: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) So they're used to weird stuff. They can do this. Yes, That's similar to Supernatural. Same tone. And Mystery Spot is from... I was surprised to see how early it was. It was season three. And they look so young. Oh, Similar idea, though, is that using that fantasy aspect, Sam figures out immediately what's going on. He's in a loop. He has an idea of what might be causing it, but he can't figure out how to hunt that thing down. And he keeps having to convince Dean. And then they go after the mystery spot because he's hoping and that's what it is. A weird tourist trap outside of town. And Dean dies. And the loop resets. Then Dean dies. And the loop resets. And spoilers for an old episode. The great thing about it is that Dean's dying because the trickster is trying to teach Sam a lesson. He can't keep Dean from dying. And what's funny, even funnier now to me, Is it through many years of Supernatural after that, every season there was always that point where Sam and Dean have a fight and kind of go their separate ways, or one of them's in danger and the other one has to save them or sacrifice themselves for each other. He didn't learn this lesson, (laughs) and that just makes it even the comedy aspect a little more for me. And we have a lot of funny deaths, like literally, it is a piano falls on Dean at one point. It's straight out of a cartoon. Double-checked, and it's a desk, not a piano.
1: Yeah, another one of the episodes I was thinking about for this was Xena as a time (laughs) loop episode. And there are a lot of funny deaths in that one.
0: Oh, yeah. And her solution to the problem is... I'll have to talk about that one at one point because her solution is insane. (laughs) Jump out of bed, throw the thing, (laughs) go about your day. She has to figure out the exact angle to bounce that thing off of everywhere. Comedy ones are fun, especially when they're in... like Yeah, fantasy and sci-fi shows, it's easy for them to accept these things happen. There's a god who's in control of time or... They're in a time traveling ship already. Supernatural, they're fighting demons. and
1: Yeah. The explanation for this episode, they just said, we're trapped in a time storm. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in season seven of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's the only explanation needed. We're stuck in a time storm. Okay. Yeah. We, we don't need anything else. <laughs> and they have
0: Deke there who is from the future. Right. So when he says it, it makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Time storm. Got it. And they're all superheroes, so they're ready to just jump into action. And even when Daisy starts to explain to them, they stop what they're doing to listen to her.
1: Oh, they believe her immediately. There's no yeah. like, what are you? You're crazy. What are you talking about? Like
0: the, At this point, this far into the show, they trust her implicitly. Yeah.
1: The only other two items I have, I thought it was a nice touch. The first time we as the audience see the loop here, I thought it was a nice touch that they replayed the opening credits. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really nice. You know, that was cool that they did that and the other item i want to point out at one point this is so meta she says ah you know i can take a loop here and she spends one of the times talking with susa the guy who's who's watching her she wakes up every time even though the clock is ticking she knows at this point that the ship is getting closer to this time storm they do have an amount of time she's gonna burn one loop just chatting with susa to get to know him a little better and figure out why he keeps watching her
0: (laughs) because she doesn't quite understand yet that he kind of likes her right yeah that's I can take a loop here is one of the lines I put down that I want to steal. <laughs> the, the other concept in my script is that this is in the present day. He has access to the internet. If you're in a time loop and you don't know all of the time loop stuff like I would, you might want to look that stuff up and get acquainted. What do these other people in time loops, even if they're fictional, do? How do they have fun? How do they exploit it? What? Do, and he just studies. So I want him to reference things. I want characters' names to be my own references to things. And go really meta (laughs) and do what you looked at some of the early script for this for Groundhog Day had a voiceover that did not work. I'm going to have a voiceover and I want to make it work.
1: Yes, I saw that in the script with the first few pages I read and and I I didn't like it that there was a voiceover at all.
0: I get why he used it. If you're starting that script in the middle of the time loop, you need Mm -hmm. him to explain what's going on. But there are easier ways to do it.
1: Yeah, and it's a little bit too much like the opening the movie with someone stuffed in a locker. Yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. Now let me tell you how I got here. You know, it's too cliche.
0: Well, yeah, and why I complain about voiceovers generally in films is so many of them have that little bit of voiceover direct explanation at the beginning, and then you you never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're adapting from a book, that's cheap and lazy. I get why you're doing it, but it's cheap and it's lazy. If we can't figure out the setting. And the time period from context clues, you didn't do your job. Just saying. (laughs) Of course, the pet peeve of mine is something I'm going to try to do. (sighs) Anyway, time loops. They end. Hopefully. And so do podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) You've had two Movies by Minute shows. Tell people where they can find those.
1: We've got Escape from New York Minute. Instead of escaping from a time loop, just escaping from a city. And we've got Flash Gordon minute, where he's trying to escape back to Earth, which of course he never actually does, because they never ended up making the sequel. And those are both on any podcatcher that is out there. To the best of my memory, Robert was on both of yep. them, I think. <laughs> yep. Okay, yep. So there you go. You're a Robert Black fan. There you go. you got more and more of them there, and both have been completed, so you can easily binge both of them. Thank you for
0: listening. The Groundhog Day Project, minute by minute, is just one part of an existential trilogy of podcasts. Tune in every Tuesday for Minutia X Machina, every Wednesday for More Groundhog Day, and every Thursday for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minute. And you can follow all three shows in one feed. Just search an Existential Trilogy. Follow this show on Twitter at Groundhog Day M X M and on Instagram and Facebook at Groundhog Day Project. This has been a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find links to more at Lemmingdrops.com or join the Facebook group Lemming Drops Studio Tour. Also, you can support all my shows at patreon.com/slash lemming drops. Until next time, I play the game by the rules from one to ten. Then you took me round again. I think I have traveled through time. What is wrong in the end which never comes? Or which comes again and again? Laugh, lap, laughing like waves. Since the Big Bang set everything in motion, everything that happens in this universe has to be the way it is. Are you hungry? I haven't eaten since later this afternoon.
1: Particles unfolding the way they're destined to. How do you sleep at night? You've never seen Groundhog Day? Hmm. Yeah, you know Groundhog Day is not a documentary. Okay. One, I'm still sleeping and this I'm just
0: dreaming it Two, it's a prank and everyone's in on it Three, it's a flashback from when I was twenty And ate magic mushrooms and thought I was Aquaman
1: Four, it's some kind of reality show About forecasters, bad bed and breakfast and snow Five, I've had a stroke and lost my memory Of the years since last Groundhog Day Come on, Phil, wake up, get it together It must be the weather, it must be the stress I just need a moment, I just need a rest